And we're glad you're with us on this Friday morning here. I can tell it's Friday. Don's wearing the pink. And uh, there is plenty of sparkle and kind of glittery outside as uh, the Nashville area where we are has dealt with some freezing rain, some icy kind of conditions here. So I, I would figure pink and sparkle, you should be uh, pretty good with this weather. Oh, uh, pink, pink sweaters. No, 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 yeah, no you're yeah. not happy with that. You got blue. You got blue. So we know everybody's got their favorite color on because that's what we do on Friday. But as much as I like the look of the sparkle outside, I don't love the inconvenience of it. So I, I could be misreading things. Yeah, is what you're telling me here. I could, could I could be, be taking a things. look at what I see in front of me and yeah. make assumptions that are going to strain relationship. No, we never do that. No, never. We would never Does right? a human soul do that to another human soul? Jump to conclusions. I, I sometimes make it a sport to see <laughs> how wrong I can be because I prefer to be right. And I, I mean, here, case in point, <laughs> you see that. <laughs> you see something happen in front of you. you like maybe somebody's in public and you're assessing the situation between parents and kids or you're hearing about a story and you jump to conclusion because this is what makes sense. I mean, we're all into these crime dramas and we want to connect ABC and come up with a D and then you find out you're so wrong. That's not what happened at all. That's not what was transpiring in that, uh, that situation. And you go, Oh man, I didn't see that because there were so many unspoken things that you weren't privy to. And, and yet, how many times do we do that to one another? And it's impairing our relationships. And Steve, really, if you go online, you can even find, like, I'm part of this um, food group in our area and on Facebook. And it is fascinating to me, even though the people who have put this together say this is only to give good reports, it, it, people can't help themselves. Negativity. Oh, right comes out and then you find yourself in this loop where you're either getting affirmation or somebody's pushing back but either way you tend to want to land on your feet so you go oh well either you know you're just gaslighting me it it can't be that I could be wrong about this situation and that's just a little bitty tiny piece of the conversation when you're online you can be feeding your own Pride uh-huh. and your own thought processes and finding people that will agree with you and even folks that are using the right language, but they certainly don't have the right training. And we're seeing that play out here. And it's something that uh, some people are calling self-soothing through social media. Mm-hmm. Trevor Wax has uh, written about this. And as I was kind of looking over what he's written, I'm like, oh, I didn't really think about putting vocabulary to this, but I have seen this play out, and I'm going to guess you probably have seen this play out as well um, with crowds, with uh, technology, right? And Mm -hmm. we now have the ability to connect with all sorts of people, throw a question out there, get all sorts of feedback. Uh, We have even apps and different programs that can be used for counseling and promoting mental health and uh, doing things like that. One of the things that they're seeing happen is that people are turning to the online community for what they're calling social social media and crowdsourcing therapy. I have uh, never thought about it quite that right. way, but I think I've watched it happen before with mm-hmm. certain people where they've gone online 
And they've looked for, in a sense, validation and therapy almost by throwing their issue or challenge or struggle out to the crowd and just, okay, let's see what I get with this. Yeah. I think that's potentially it, scary. I, I was just thinking how dangerous this can be because of all of the words that we are now incorporating into our regular everyday conversations and, and ones that really are important anxiety and trauma and distress. And yet then you take this to a social media pro platform and you might find that it's adding to the problem, yeah. adding to your struggle as opposed to helping, which is what you went to the conversation to get, which is help. Oh, we got to look at this. Trevin's done a great job. We'll put this on our Facebook page just in case you have to step away. It's Don and Steve in the morning on Facebook, but the conversation will continue here in just a few moments. Right now, oh, let's let's find out where our true source of strength and hope and help, it's Jesus. Yes, indeed. And as we look at how we process things and conversations that we have with one another, even things that we believe, social media is influencing that if we're on social media. It, it just cannot help it. it. Here's a case in point. Think about conversations you've had with friends. And we hear so much about anxiety disorders, which are real. And words like toxicity and misogyny and and anxiety, all of that, a very real part of life. But when you hear it so much and anxiety disorders are kind of the norm as far as every single situation you find yourself in. Now, understand, I'm saying every single situation you find yourself in, then you might start to believe that you have a decline in mental health because someone online has said with their best diagnosis that they have no education to support that uh, that's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with anxiety or someone is attacking you because they're jealous of you. If you're in a work situation or somebody at church and you just can't seem to get along and we relegate everything to something that it may not be because life, I mean, life comes with some challenges. It is it all? Yeah. Is it all just uh, to trigger you? Or is there some real life conversations that we can have and just know that we do want the best for one another? Well, we want the best for one another. And so when we chime in and say, oh, yeah, you know, that person's gaslighting you or this is what's going on or that's going on. One of the things that that can do, and I think we see this play out in culture and in relationships, is it always makes something else the problem. You know what? Honestly, sometimes I'm the problem. Honestly, sometimes that person might be the problem. And when they throw out or we have a tendency to throw out there, uh, this is the issue that I'm facing, that I'm challenging. I had a tough conversation with my boss and they come back and say, no, your boss is just steamrolling you. They're just doing this. They're doing that. And well, maybe your boss had a legitimate point, but when the echo chamber tells us that the problem is always someone else, then all that does, I think, is break down relationship, makes us feel good, makes us feel right. And if we might happen to be the one who is wrong or might be the one who happened to just because of the fact that we, we live in a world full of other humans, every once in a while we have to have a, a challenging conversation, boy, we can take what was just a general work challenging work conversation and turn that into, well, now I live in this or I work in this toxic place. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to find a new job because of the toxicity around this place. And real easy to think that the problem is always someone else or something else. Well, maybe it's just kind of normal real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, discernment is so key here because it, there are situations that you are in a toxic job environment. And yes. yet, Steve, you're right. Like, okay, what do we do with this? Like, break it down. Trevin has done such a great job. Trevin Wax with the Gospel Coalition talking about the self-soothing. And I wonder if that's the first question we ask ourselves. Whatever the the situation of the day is, if somebody has offended you, if we go immediately to social media for judge and jury I think that would be a big red flag that we are trying to self-soothe because somebody is going to agree with you. Somebody is going to throw out a suggestion that's going to resonate with you or me if I put my problem online. And that's where I'm just going to be validated. I must be right. So-and-so said, yep, that's what's happening. And trying to give good advice and yet this echo chamber uh, of kind of this ultimate augmented reality because it's social media, that is not where we're going to get discernment and figure out if the problem is me or if this really is a legitimate situation that I've got to dig deeper and come up with resolution, not just walk away. Yeah. Well, you, you ask, what do we do with that? I think there's maybe a couple of questions we need to ask ourselves. Uh, one would be, do I have anyone in my life that will speak truth. So we may have the tendency to either put something online, and I think that tends to generally fall to the younger demographic, but even if we're a little bit older, and not not always, but even if we're a little bit older, and then we text a friend, or we call somebody, or we go out to to coffee with the, you know, people in our friend group, they're by default probably going to want to take our side. Right. So do we have anybody who will be honest enough with us in our life to be able to help us look at the struggle or situation or the challenge objectively and say, well, yeah, but have you ever thought about or, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I understand why it may have felt that way, but and be willing to push back a little bit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that's one thing is, do we have anybody who will, will speak truth to us? And number two, if we are wanting, if we're starting to hear language like, oh yeah, you know, I, they're just trying to trigger you and, you know, you're in a toxic environment and this and that, there, there might be good cause to go find a professional to talk to. Somebody who can help us objectively look at, okay, these things that you are feeling, these things that you are facing, that's just normal life versus no you really are in a toxic environment. That really is abuse. That really is trauma. Um, and, and work with somebody who actually has some professional training. Yes, yes. And those that are online and in our echo cham- chambers, or even if they're the ones that are negative, negatively pushing back about what you have posted online, most of them, I'm going to say, uh, you can look them up to make sure this is true, but most of them probably do not have the training of a legitimate counselor. However, they have the verbiage. And that's true. Like, I'm thinking through conversations I've had with friends. And what have I said as far as counsel goes? Have I kind of attributed to some of this thinking and trying to bring resolution to it right away, whether I want to affirm my friend or, you know, say you're in a bad environment. You're right, though, Steve, when the folks that are trained 
in biblical counseling, in, uh, in the neuroscience of it all, they are objective. And that is so key. I'm glad you brought that up because the objectivity is something we tend to lack when we are in our echo chamber and just looking to have our conscience soothed. And Trevin also brings up something that I, I wonder how many as Christ followers, we, we kind of push back on that and we shouldn't, but it's hard because it goes against our flesh. And that is scripture. Always going back to scripture necessary. And yet if we're really kind of, um, as we, we said, when we were kids, if you've got your knickers in a knot and you're really <laughs> upset about something, then it's really difficult to hear the counsel of scripture come into the conversation because, again, we're dealing with a, a spiritual battle here. Ephesians reminds us we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. It is a spiritual battle. And so soothing ourselves online is not the way we fight a spiritual battle. No, absolutely right. This uh, article that Trevin has written Tons of really good insights in there. You may mm -hmm. want to dig a little bit deeper. Check this article out. You're going to find it at the Gospel Coalition, or we can put that on the Facebook page as well. Don and Steve in the morning on Moody Radio. Well, you can certainly join that conversation. And this morning, love it if you would text in 800-555-7898 if you have a grandparent name other than Grandma and Grandpa. Do your uh, grandkids call you something else? Interesting uh, article on USA Today, Don, uh, talking about the fact that baby boomers are hoping that uh, the terms grandma and grandpa might become a thing of the past. I don't know. What do you think I, about that? I, I, I have such a conflicted opinion of this. Uh, so you know how highly I esteem my grandparents. They're both with the Lord, and we call them grandma and grandpa. And it was such a, an esteemed name for them that when my daddy became a grandpa, uh, the kids had come up with some cute names for him and he would not have it. It was going to be grandpa. And I do think it's because he saw the respect that we had given my maternal grandpa. And, and that was his name. That's what we call him. Now he did have some other side names, Bobo for whatever reason, B-O-B-O, -B -O, when my little brother was born and could start to talk. He called both my grandparents Bobo. So we did that for a while. I, I changed his name in high school to Pop, but by and large, it was Grandma and Grandpa. So I have a great, strong affinity for those titles. Yep. And then there's the day that I might become a grandparent. I was going to ask if that changes <laughs> when those titles could be applied to you. I think Grandma and Grandpa need to stay with Don and Mercedes Benson. Yep, that works Really? <laughs> I have, have great affinity for those names as well. Uh -huh. um, I had great grandparents. And so I really, I don't think I'd have any problem being called grandpa. Nope. Grandpa's good. Yeah. Grandpa's I'm good, good for you. I'm good with that. So I question myself in that. Is it because a, a, an age thing that grandma and grandpa seems older? Because, you know, my grandma, she was 50 when I was born. And mom tells me, that she was so upset. Now, my grandma, gentle, sweet, I mean, loving, a woman of few words. And yet she was so upset at 50 that she was made a grandma because she was too young. I did not understand <laughs> that when I was a kid. And I thought, well, 50, I mean, isn't that kind of like right on target? You would think no. like every 25 years or so, there's a generation. 50 should be okay. 
And then now I understand. My grandma and I were like, then I realized when she was here on this side of eternity. So yeah, I think that a lot of folks are taking on different names and there's a couple of different reasons. And this article talks about a couple of those different reasons. Yeah. One you've already brought out there. A lot of people don't want to feel like they're aging, like grandma, grandma. Those are titles for old people. And I don't want to feel that. And then we're seeing, I think in culture, just more people embracing different names and I, I do think that with that, there comes the, oh, yeah, we could do something different. What would I want to mm-hmm. be called? And some of the things that grandparents are throwing out there, I'm like, are you serious <laughs> that some people want to be called this? There was a, a TikToker recently who was sharing a video about how her mother-in-law didn't want to be called grandma. So she said, well, we'll just call me mama and then last name. So mm-hmm. it would have been like mama, mama Smith. Smith. Right. Yep. And the kids, the, the uh, young adults, said, no, nah, because that's probably going to be just shortened to mama at a certain oh, for point. for sure. And that mm-hmm. could get confusing. And mom wants the, the right to be called mama in, instead of grandma. So let's go with something different. So then the mother-in-law came back with queen mother. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> now, I, could I see, don't know why that makes I could you. I could almost see you throwing that out there, though. That's princess to you. Princess. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> queen mother or shortened to queenie. Uh, I mean, if you can get the kids to say that, but think about the word. And I, this is where I wonder, like, are we thinking about the kids or are we thinking about ourselves? Where's uh, right. this landing? Because forming the qua sound as a child, that is not the first thing. That's why mama, mama Smith would be, shortened to mama pretty quickly right? because just the formation of, of the words. Yeah. Or even G-ma. And that's where this family finally landed that G-ma was going to be what they called grandma. Mama could be mama, daddy, obviously. Yeah. It, yep. Mimi and Gigi, those are big things, big nicknames now, BB. And here's one that's kind of curious to me, Momo. Oh, I know. You know why that's curious? Yeah. Why is that curious? Because my mom, when um, my nephew was born, he was the first of the grandchildren, and he called her Momo. Okay. So Momo, Momo, that's really close. And so it's Momo and Popo, and that's just stuck with them. I mean, he's 30 now, and they're still Momo and Popo. Wow. Wow. I can do that. Those you, names you can are do that. Cool. That's okay. Yeah. And I think yeah, I I like grand dude for guys, though. (laughs) You think it makes a difference if the kid gives the nickname? If the grandchild themselves kind of works that out, I I think that um, probably hits me a little bit differently than if the grandparent themselves says, no, I want you to call me this certain thing. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you've got a unique grandparent name that your grandkids call you. Or one that you wish they did. Love to know what that is this morning. 800-555-7898. That's 800-555-7898 to text in this morning. You can always get a hold of us that way. You can also text in this morning. 800-555-7898. What are some of the grandparent names that you are being given? I love uh, some of these that are being texted in this morning, Don. Janet, you said that uh, your granddaughter came out with doodad for yes. her mother's dad. That's a pretty good one, <laughs> doodad. That is, that is so cute. And that 
therein lies the question. Like I've always thought, this be based on my grandparents and their little nicknames, and the kids always came up with them. So I kind of thought that's how it goes. What the kids, the grandkids come out with, that's what you call. And so, yeah, to see doodad, that's really fun. And you say, um, Sabrina, that you just love grandma because you love hearing your grandson call you that. It just brings all that love. And Cindy in Alaska, you say nanny and grandma, Cindy, but your husband to everyone is papa. And I wonder, did the kids come up with that one? Because my son had the greatest name for my daddy and daddy was not having it. I, I no, he just wasn't. He just wasn't going to have it. He wanted to be called Grandpa. And so when Micah was little, my daddy's name was Chet, C-H-E-T, Chester. Yeah. Chet. And he and when Micah was little, I think he heard Chip. So he called him Grandpa Chip. Okay. And, and daddy was like, nope, nope. Not nope. my name. I'm like, but that is the cutest name ever. It is Grandpa pretty Chip. cute. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, it's Grandpa, period. <laughs> or Grandpa Chet was fine. But he went, and I thought, well, okay. Uh, that, so that's what we did. We corrected the kids. The kids called him what he preferred out of respect because you definitely want the kids to respect their grandparents. Sure. But, and it, sometimes it is in the name. It, it, it very well can be. But sometimes the kids do come up with interesting kind of names. One of my kids for a while called my mom Sima. I'm like, where Seema? in the world did that come from? Sima. Yeah. Right? It it's, sounds nothing like her first name doesn't sound like grandma so what was that and uh for a while it took me a little bit to figure it out but she would uh talk about silly grandma and Uh... that eventually got shortened to (laughs) sema so i'm like okay that's kind of cute and my mom didn't seem to mind so she was for a little bit yeah there it is you can have anything monogrammed it all works you can find if you can't find it on t-shirt in the store it's okay because now everybody has the ability to get it done and make it personal so it doesn't matter you can you know it used to be as only grandma and grandpa that you would find on uh things in the store but now you can even have a which stephanie you say it's cherokee for grandmother elise and that's what some of your kids call you but you love grandma as well because that was the original name that you were given. Okay. So fun. I like that, Elise. A different language. Um, To distinguish between my grandparents, uh, we called my mom's parents grandma and grandpa, Uh but my dad's parents were German. And so we went with the German thing. So they were Oma and Opa. Yes. I always like that one. That worked for us because then you knew if you were talking about paternal or maternal grandparents there. Mm-hmm. And Lee, you say your grandkids call you Lee Lee. It was also your nickname as a child. See, that's where I think mine will probably end up because a lot of my kids' friends call me Mama May, and I realize I don't want them to shorten my name to Mama. But uh, my sister-in-law is May May. It's our last name twice. Okay. May May. And I thought, you know, I mean, as long as Patty doesn't mind, I think May May works if the kids... Uh, kind of gravitate toward that. It it works as a grandparent name. It does. And uh, Frank, appreciate your text this morning. You said that they call you Poppy and your wife is Ami. Oh, I like that. Ami. Omi. I bet Omi. it's Omi. Yeah, yes. probably Omi. 
Frank, I did wonder, guys, I wanted the guys to chime in, too, to see what you are being called and if it was something that you loved. Did it just land? And it's like, yeah, that works. Want to hear what you're called or what you would prefer to be called as a grandparent? Because it seems the boomers are leaving behind the grandma and grandpa monikers. Is that true for you? 800-555-7898. It's Moody Radio.